This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marsha Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. Spring has come to New Hampshire, so I am recording this outside. So you'll probably hear some background noises. I can hear some now. I hear the birds, and I hear the squirrels, and I hear a dog in the background, and I construction going on next door on our neighbor's house. So you might hear some background noise. A while back, I received an email from a listener asking about the meaning of life according to non-duality. He reasoned that if we are not individual selves, if personal existence is an illusion and not real, then what is the meaning and purpose of our human lives? It all seems rather pointless, he reasoned. Now, those are not his exact words. In fact, I couldn't find his email So I'm not sure he asked the question in those exact terms, but that is the gist of it. And I have heard other people struggling with this teaching about non-duality as well, especially when it comes to the loss of a loved one by death. The thought that the person is completely gone forever is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. That is why all the religious traditions of the world have come up with theories of the afterlife that allow for some existence of the individual person after death in some way. Now, I've dealt with afterlife elsewhere, so I'm not going to rehearse it again today, but I do want to address the sense of meaninglessness of human existence if we are, in fact, not really individual persons and have no future existence as persons. Some teachers embrace this meaninglessness openly. Tony Parsons, for example, calls life wondrously, gloriously meaningless. And if you have heard Tony on video, you can just picture him saying that and laughing. Here's another quote by him. He says, All that is happening is meaningless. But it is so beguiling and fascinating that the mind is absolutely sure it has meaning. So that is how Tony approaches this question. He embraces meaninglessness and celebrates meaninglessness. Others are not so comfortable with this. One Amazon reviewer of his book, The Open Secret, calls his approach meaningless nihilism. Now, I like Tony Parsons. He has a radical and simple approach that appeals to me without all the religious and spiritual trappings. I like that. The strength of his message is that it is blunt and uncompromising, which is exactly what a lot of people have to hear. But I would use different words. 
non-duality is expressed in and through everyone differently. People express it differently. I would not use the word meaningless. I do not think that human life is meaningless. In fact, it is very meaningful. But not meaningful because we are persons or meaningful to us as persons. It is meaningful because we are not persons. And we sense that meaningfulness not as our individual personal selves, but as our eternal self. And yet, this meaning is expressed through persons like Jesus and like us. As a Christian, I look to the teachings of Jesus. Nothing against Tony Parsons. I think he's great. I recommend his videos and books. But Tony Parsons is no Jesus Christ. I want to look at what Jesus says is the meaning of life. But first, I want to explore where most people seek meaning in life. And then compare it to what Jesus says. Most people think the meaning and purpose of life is found in what we do what we believe in the relationships that we have. People want to be sure they don't waste their lives or miss life. Some seek meaning in adventures. They travel the world and have wonderful adventures trying to live life to the fullest, as many people put it. Going to exotic places, eating exotic foods, and doing exotic things. Some people cram as many wonderful experiences into their lifetimes as they can. That is what the whole idea of a bucket list is all about. Some people find meaning in exciting activities like extreme sports. Living on the edge, risking their lives, gives them an adrenaline rush and seems to give them a sense of being alive and therefore give them meaning. Others think that fame, and wealth can give their life meaning. They want to be widely known now and remembered after they die. They seek fame and fortune. Some people want to be a celebrity. That seems to be a popular goal for a lot of people in our society these days. People want to be wealthy and comfortable and have the respect and adulation of others. Americans seem to be infatuated with celebrity culture, idolizing the rich and famous. People seek meaning in all sorts of other things. They seek it in a vocation or career or occupation, a meaningful job or volunteering as something meaningful. Some seek it in their art or in their music. Some seek it in religion and religious leadership. Some seek it in spirituality. Some seek it in family and friends, in relationships with other people. Others seek it what they call making a difference in the world or leaving the world a little better than they found it. They give themselves self-sacrificially to others or for a cause bigger than themselves, whether that be politics or social service. Sometimes they heroically protect others from harm by serving their country in the military or in other frontline vocations, whether that be first responders like the police or firefighters or EMTs. There's something noble 
about risking one's life for others. Jesus echoes that. He says, no greater love is a man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. In traditional Christianity, that's exactly what Jesus is understood to have done when he laid down his life on the cross. He is seen as a spiritual hero. And being a hero is seen to give meaning to life. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Of all the options that I have mentioned so far, this is the closest to selflessness, which is very close to non-dual personlessness. People willing to give their lives because they know intuitively, if not consciously, that they are more than their individual selves. Who they really are, the bigger self, is willing to give up their smaller self, including their physical existence, because they, are, they know they are more than that. This is an indication that we know deep down that we are more than our physical and personal selves. Some people give their lives for a group that they identify with strongly and are willing to die for it, whether that be family or tribe or country or cause or ideology or religion. That's the allure of being a martyr. That testifies to our innate knowledge that we are more than our individual personal self. So, what is the meaning of life? It is not 42, as Douglas Adams famously wrote in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Jesus has a better answer. What does Jesus say is the meaning and purpose of life? He says, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. He says that the purpose of his life was so that others might have life. He says the purpose of life is to live. Immediately after that comes the line that I quoted a moment ago about laying down his life. To live is to lay down one's small life, to live the bigger life that is eternal life, and that others might know that. He says he came that people who listened to him might have life and have it abundantly. In other words, the meaning and purpose of life is life. That's it. Now, you can certainly do all sorts of other things, like those things that I have mentioned just a moment ago, and that is where life leads you. But it's not the meaning and purpose of life. The purpose of life is life. Simply being alive, you are fulfilling your purpose in life. You have fulfilled and are fulfilling your purpose now. So, you can relax. But notice that Jesus adds some extra words. He says that he, says that he came not only that we might have life, but that we might have it abundantly. And some translations say more abundantly. Now, what's Jesus talking about here? He's talking about consciously knowing the purpose of life as life and rejoicing in that. Our lives can be wondrously, gloriously meaningful, to co-op Tony Parsons' phrase. 
That happens when we are willing to lay down our small life for the big life. To lay down our physical and psychological and social life for eternal divine life. To know that life in awareness and rejoice in its fullness. The word Jesus uses here for life is the Greek word zoe. There are lots of words for life in Greek, and Jesus uses them each in different settings. The word he uses here is not the word bios, which means the physical life, or the word suke, which means the individual psychological life. He uses the word zoe, which means eternal, spiritual life. Jesus came that we might know that our life is not just physical or psychological or social, but spiritual and eternal. The meaning and purpose of life is to have and to know that we have this abundant, spiritual, eternal, divine, immortal life. The life that was in Christ is in us. In him was life, and that life was the light of men, the prologue of John's Gospel says. And it says that that life enlightens every man who comes into the world. That life is what we are. This is meaningful and purposeful life. We know this abundantly when we lay down our small lives for this big life. That's what Jesus did. That is the meaning and purpose of life according to Jesus Christ. That is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.